Welcome back. You're in the Gold Room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful Monday afternoon, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and you are here in you're in the gold room you said that like trump martin luther king day it's a beautiful afternoon <laughs> on martin luther king day it is it's a big it, holiday it deserves to have the recognition of the big guy mr trump right ladies and gentlemen welcome start. to another episode uh the first thing we want to talk about is it's snowing in boone right now and that makes me very sad because uh snow in boone is wonderful Mm-hmm. And uh, we probably aren't going to get any of that in Charlotte, so we're living vicariously through uh, Instagram stories and Twitter posts uh, about the snow. Um, do you have any any quick Boone snow stories that come to mind when you um, see that, that fresh powder coming down in the high country? I don't know. I think the big snowstorm of our senior year is really the only thing I I think about with snow. Mm. Um, December of was that eighteen? December of eighteen. Yeah, well, we got whatever <laughs> twenty seven inches it was, or whatever. And I was the first person in our apartment. Like we had a big door. Oh that, yeah, that opened like to get access to all the 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 units were all inside the building. Um, and I was the first person that morning. <laughs> That got to open the door, and because we were kind of in like an alley behind Ransom, it, it piled up more. So over there, it was closer to like, I don't know, like four feet. It like came up yeah. to like my chest level. <laughs> and to be the first person to like have access to all of that fresh snow. Oh, man. And then I walked over to King Street and just was like walking down the middle of the road on King Street. And I was the only person I could see. It was really weird. Did it feel like uh, like a Hallmark movie? Like being the first to see the snow. No, it felt more like a disaster film. Oh, like, uh oh, like uh, was a day after tomorrow with with Jake Gyllenhaal, where like the world freezes over. It kind of felt like that. It, yeah. There was like no signs of other life for a little <laughs> bit. It was it was a little eerie, very very quiet. My favorite uh story. I may have I probably told on the podcast before, but the one night that Comanche and I went to the the football stadium. And I kicked out the block A on the field. Spent like probably upwards of an hour just using my feet, my boots, just clearing snow out. So I think in the morning. It took you an hour to do that? It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, first you had to locate it, right? You had to go to the 50 and then you had to kind of like kick through to identify where the, that middle part of the A. I'm sure there's a scientific term for parts of a letter. But the part that connects the two diagonal lines in the middle. The apex, perhaps, of the A. Is that... Do you know this, or are you just saying this? I, I mean, it's just like a... It, it's where it comes to a point. It's the, the... Perhaps. But I figured there'd be, like, how, like, the plastic tip of a shoe is an aglet. Like, how, like, each genre of thing has different terms. I thought maybe that would be the same as, like, a letter. Like, in, like, a... Like a B. Mm-hmm. There's probably a scientific word for the, the hole in the two in the two holes in the B. Like a capital B. There's probably a word for that. And it's probably not hole. It's probably something Greek or something. You know what I'm saying? 
I've never thought about that. That's, I don't. That's, that's why I'm kind of blowing your mind right now, aren't I? No, well, so for something like the end of the tip of a shoelace, that yeah. should have a different name because that is a specific why? thing. Why, that why someone not just call had. it a plastic tip? Why not just call the holes in a B the holes in, in a B? Will you make a loop when but, you make a B? But we don't because the shoe thing has a name. And right. It's aglet. But no one but has... When you were learning how to write, <laughs> no one was like, and that's how you draw the, the right. hoobagaloo, and but, that's the middle part of the B. But when you're learning to tie your shoes, you don't learn the word aglet. You just learn to tie your shoes. You don't... When you're writing the letter B... You want to talk B, about shoe tying on the on the podcast? Do we, we really want to talk about shoe tying on this podcast? Learn, write the letter we, B. We can do this. There's no scientific breakdown of the anatomy of a letter. You're just writing the letter B. Same with uh, Q. Like, what's the little tail called? Especially on a lowercase Q. There's got to be a word for that. I just know it as the the little part of a Q. See, that's why you're you're simple minded, Parker Conan Forcer. If you did that with with <laughs> all of the things that you could possibly do, yeah, in in all of the world, we'd never accomplish anything. I wouldn't, but the person whose specialty it is to do so would. Whose Those specialty person is it to name the top know. of an A? I don't know. That's why I'm asking these questions, and I'd like to find them. And if no one's doing it, I will take this responsibility upon myself to name the parts of different letters. Okay? What, what would you call the, the little bit that connects the line in an H? In an H? I'd call that uh, a conveyor. You want to talk basketball? Please. Upstate basketball. Big wins this past week. We had a win in Conway against those no-good ostrich farming beach chickens. Rest in peace, ostrich farmer, even though he's not actually dead. I know. And, and did you see kind of the the hubaloo that... You just say hubaloo twice in this podcast? Have I said hubaloo twice? I think you referred to it as, as an aglet alternate. Oh, uh, I just said nonsense words there. I think it was accidentally hubaloo. Go um, ahead that we caused on coastal twitter because of how few people showed up to the game no uh, i know the attendance was lackluster it was, it was on fifth quarter coastal carolina whatever that stupid ass count is <laughs> and it had like 50 or 60 replies on it just talking about how like embarrassing it was against like their biggest conference rival really? how like no students were there and they included pictures of like the students that were there no. just like weren't paying attention to the game they're like on their phone and stuff I did not see that. I'm grateful though. I am too. Because we were we used to be there. We have grinded our way out, right? Now we have people at our games. But it's funny though, like they're they're Coastal has had recent success. Well, and where they're at right now is nowhere, nowhere close to how bad it was for, right. for us in the 2017. Right. Nowhere we had like close. we had like twenty I think it was twenty one years between tournament bids, right? Coastal went to the tournament twice while we were in high school so that would have been like 2014 2015 wow to, way to age us dude so way oh us, hey dude. sorry i feel like uh what is that the end of like saving private ryan when the dude like oh he like gets eight, older yeah. yeah it's like the opposite of weird. benjamin button <gasps> yeah <laughs> so i think it's weird that their fans are already so out of it with right. the basketball right. pro program there like yeah they're bad but 
It's not like they have always been bad. Well, and what was kind of weird to me is that in the comments, there were a lot of people who were just like saying that they were a football and baseball school as if that was like a badge to be proud of that you weren't a basketball school and like you oh. weren't going. It was like one of those like we're a football and baseball school. We shouldn't try in men's basketball. Oh, so like it's a good thing our basketball team isn't good because that means we're focused. Right. On it was and really weird. I've never I've never gotten that argument anywhere because if you've spent more than four minutes thinking about how college <laughs> athletics works, like the department doesn't just like all of the sudden just focus on football or baseball. Which like, I know a lot of people think that. A lot of people think of, but minimum you have 16 sports if you're an NCAA Division One school. Right. There's not one sport, like football and men's basketball, of course, have more that go into them. Baseball's up there. But it's not like, okay, we're a football and baseball yeah. school. Everybody else, you have a budget of $4. Yeah, it's not like there's like a, luck. a weekly schedule of meetings. And one week we're talking cross country and soccer. Right. And then the next week we're talking football and golf. And then maybe we'll talk about basketball and If tennis. we can get to it. If it right. if we get to it. I know a lot of people, and some of that, I like, it annoys me to see it, but I, I understand that people don't understand it. When it's like, um, oh, the football stadium is getting upgrades. And then people say, oh, but no new student dorms, no new parking, no new academic buildings. Right. It's not It's not the same pot. Right. It's, it's not the it's same not. funding structure. Especially in, in, you know, we're in North Carolina. North Carolina's laws are hyper-specific about how any athletic purpose-built facility is built. And no money from academic revenue whatsoever yeah. is allowed to go towards building cost. Yeah. So, so if you are a diehard uh, Rankin believer, right? Oh, God. Uh, a all of, of the buildings. A Rankin truther, right? And you see a, a new bathroom being built at Kid Brewer, rest assured it not, is not coming from the Rankin pot, right? No, Rankin no, no, may no. not have a pot to begin with. But if they did, it is not coming from there. So Rankin, hey, rest your weary head. You're all good. Honestly, you know, Sanford got renovated. I have not been inside Sanford since it got renovated. I've seen the the new exterior, the new elevator. Elevator. It's hysterical to me that it was under construction for so long, and it looks like they just (laughs) added an elevator to the outside. It looks like a roller coaster tycoon uh, update. Right. Uh, You know, Rankin was a pretty, there were some pretty dated portions of that building. Oh, yeah. That one is one that I feel like is due for a, a gutting and yeah. refurb. That was kind of I do hope there. they preserve the hexagonal or perhaps octagonal octagonal structure go. of that building because people ain't building make, uh, making buildings like that You're talking anymore, about man. Edwin Duncan, the actual octagon? Isn't it all connected? I thought that was all like one Rankin structure. is, but I don't know how it all works. And there's like a courtyard in the middle. Yeah, and then it's like, it's like on stilts, so there's like eight parking spots below it. That's the Edwin Duncan Octagon. That's not ranking. Right. That, Either way, keep that. I've heard that's been on the list of things to get knocked down. No. I've heard that's that's coming. They should preserve that. And but I've also heard that IG Greer has been on the list of things to get knocked right. down forever. But I did I did see something that they're finally going to do that. Man, should we protest that? I spent a lot of time in that black box theater there. Half of my college classes were in there, and they exposed me to all sorts of black mold right. in there. Asbestos coming through the Maybe ceiling. Should, that place was not fit to be a venue. We could like chain ourselves to the door and keep them from knocking it down. We could record a pot. 
first podcast ever to record inside the IG Greer Studio Theater. While boycotting it's and having our arms chained to the building to prevent its destruction. No other podcast has ever see, done this. See, that's the problem, though. Is like when you're in that studio theater, there is quite literally, I think, nothing that we could chain ourselves to that wouldn't fall apart as soon as they tried to pull us. So we'd have to bring something to install. We'd have to like then chain ourselves. We'd have to like drill into the earth below mm. it, and then use like a ground anchor. Got it. Okay, so we've arrived at our first problem. Or or. <laughs> We could just bring something ridiculously heavy in there, like something that's just condensed matter. The Edwin Duncan octagon. Yes. We'll Repurpose. Get th- we'll get that crushed into a very mm. small cube. Yes. So it's small but incredibly heavy, and then we'll tie ourselves to that and put it inside oh, yeah. the studio theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like putting like nine uh, iron ore blocks in Minecraft and then you get out mm. one iron block. Mm-hmm. You're like condensing. Mm-hmm. You're taking away all the impurities. And that is how you stay ahead of the other podcasts in the App State podcast multiverse. Shit, in the podcast multi-alternate uni- universe. Ain't no one doing that. No, no one is chaining themselves to IG Greer. No, and, and melting down buildings to do so. No, right, right. No one's doing that. No. We smoked Coastal. That was uh, a great game to watch. Yeah. Uh, it started a little close. Like we just started. We looked kind of sleepy. Like like we were still. Uh, I mean that Tro- that game against Troy that we lost because we played Troy. We just kind of looked kind of tired, lazy, like not totally there. Right. Looked like we were turning the same way against Coastal, and then like after ten minutes in the first half, we just went up. I think like thirty at halftime, twenty five thirty, and then it, it was just never really close. I know the fellas got in with like a minute or two left, so that's a pretty. That's a pretty good sign of the victory. Speaking there. of speaking of the fellas, fellas, big news for the fellas. Yeah, uh, the mayor himself, mm. Bryant Green, of announced today River. he's on scholarship now. Boom! That's right. Uh, the, the App State basketball team posted a video. Kearns announced it after a team practice. Uh, so yeah, so he's on scholarship for I believe his final semester. So yeah, that's this is, yeah he's a grad student. Great. So this is this will be his last semester. Yeah. So big ups to the mayor, Bryant Green um appreciate everything he's done for the team uh i think he he's probably going to go the route of many past fellows on the roster and find maybe a ga spot somewhere another program after this and eventually work his way up the the coaching chain he's certainly been playing for an excellent coach to learn from right so he's got he probably has a a pretty healthy resume to to throw out there once he graduates so big big ups to him big ups to the the program as well for for giving a a much deserved scholarship out to mr green um and i want to say mr green scored against coastal i think he put up a layup no he had he had a he like ripped a rebound away like an offensive rebound away and put that thing back up Ooh, Yeah. yeah not only was it a point it wasn't like no damn free throw okay Hey, it was balls to the wall, baby. Two points in two minutes of play. That's efficiency. That is. That's what you ask of your star players. 100% for <laughs> field goal percentage. 100%. Dude, Donnie's not doing that. Trey, but Spillers ain't doing that. No, 100%. He's shooting 100%. No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think it's time to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then after Coastal, we went up to Harrisonburg or Blacksburg. Where is it Harrisonburg? It's Harrisonburg. Harrisonburg. And we whooped JMU's little little stupid ass arena attendance record crowd third seven thousand seven hundred and sixty one yes third highest attendance in that arena's history which opened November twenty twenty so a short career 
However, that's still that was their Super Bowl. And, uh, and you know what? I do have to. I'm, I'm gonna get on a little, a little uh, oh. podium here for this one. Uh oh. I I that is great for the JMU fan base to have done. Sure. And I think it's kind of a a little bit. You know, I want to call out our fan base a tad Uh-oh. because that's higher than our Auburn attendance was. Yeah. JMU did that for a conference game. Mm-hmm. I I just I hate that. I yeah. hate that. We should do better when we have, you know, Auburn, who's now, you know, up to number eight or 11, whatever. 16 and eight people, I think, but their yeah. net ranking or whatever. Well, they're, they're like higher in the new AP. They, the, the AP that came out today, they're... Um, I think they're 16 or 14. They're still in that mid, mid-tens mid range. So, you know, you have a team like that that, you know, comes in, and we can't do better than JMU does for a, a conference game against us? Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll throw out some excuses... Number one, JMU has had more recent and a more tradition of success in basketball than us. Number two, they have a brand new arena that's like super fancy, so people are probably still just kind of excited to be there. And number three, it was on a Saturday. Auburn was on a Sunday. So that affects travel, right? And we all know that Boone can be tough to get to for alumni. Um, I still agree, though, the fact that we we sold out the Auburn game, but there was still like a huge empty section that was annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so credit to JMU. And um, I mean, it's not surprising they turned out for their Super Bowl, like we were saying. You know, I know their fans like to call us that say that we always view JMU as our Super Bowl. But we win our Super Bowls. Right. So, uh, and that's I don't know. like, I, I, maybe I they need to rename what they're that, saying. I hate that argument that, oh, treat them as a Super Bowl. Like, isn't that stupid? The, isn't that the whole argument? that people use on why we should be in the Sun Belt is that it has regional rivalries like this. Yeah. If we're going to get to the point where it, everybody's everybody's Super Bowl, then, like, I don't know, go to we could be at any other conference at that point. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I also uh, I agree. I think that my two least favorite uh, responses uh, from a fan base after they lose is, one, uh, glad you guys won your Super Bowl because that's just stupid, right? Yeah. Number two is, uh, like, stay classy. Or classless fans, yeah. no class. Yeah, that that type of shit. Yeah, those two are the lamest excuses. Those are like the cheapest dime a dozen. Throw it out there and and sign off. Right, and well, and it's almost like they pretend like they would not have been just as fired up had they actually won. Right, like you would have done the same thing. Yeah. you're just lying to yourself. Yeah, if JMU else. had beat us in football, and they stayed ranked and stayed undefeated and everything they'd be throwing a party they would have stormed the field they would have hundred percent whatever their campus is they'd be hooting and hollering right but because we won all of a sudden they discredit the game and say oh congrats congrats on your super Bowl. doesn't matter for us yeah and right. they did the same shit against jmu i want i showed you that same dude yes i forget who he yeah. was that it was like i had deja vu the same jmu fan tweeted damn near a copy paste after the football game, uh, after we beat them in basketball, saying, like, congrats on your Super Bowl or some shit. I, uh, I bookmarked a guy yesterday. No, uh, you hit him with the bookmark? I bookmarked a guy who Damn. responded to Boone Goon. Call him out. Who is he? Uh, Scott JMU at Flies Decoys. Yeah, dox him. <laughs> just, a, just a weird guy. He tweeted, I'll say the same thing if we win in Boone. It's a regular season game in January. Neither of us are getting an at-large bid. 
It was nice when on the road for app. None of that is emotion. It's just logical. Fairly certain I've never insinuated JMU runs college basketball. I have that shit bookmarked in case they beat us in Boone. Oh, so I hey, would call like him to out see again. It. What's his name again? In case he's listening, uh, probably is Scott JMU. Is that where you are? Yeah, Scott JMU at flies and decoys. You are on the clock, brother. You're on the clock, but it would take y'all beating us in Boone, which won't happen. So yeah, we'll just keep that in the bookmarks. It was a great game, though. Yes, that was and, a- and they're really not going to beat us, too, because our game, when they play us on the 27th, sponsored by Window World, dude. <laughs> you know we show up for the Window World Come game. Come on. Window World has a, a grip on the Sun Belt right now. I think Coastal's got a Window World deal. Uh, we've got a Window World deal. I'm sure some other school. There's a monopoly going on. I have never heard of Window World. <laughs> well, now, and you know why you've heard of them? Because App State basketball, uh, App State basketball, right. and App State football. I believe they. Wait, hold on, what are we doing? We're giving them. We're giving them. This is oh, free. Oh, oh, oh what oh. are we doing? Yo, eight-year-old editor, cut that, cut that, cut that. Three, two. That was such a great game. Yeah, so uh, glad we, we beat JMU. Yeah, and uh, glad there's no sponsor involved. Now, something I guess we can kind of transition here. <laughs> something that Scott JMU at flies and decoys. Oh. Uh, mentioned in his thing was is that neither of us are going to get an at-large bid. Uh-oh. And, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, well, I don't know. You know, we're sitting at 13-4. and four. That's a really good record. Right. Might turn some right. heads. If you look um, at the net ranking, you then begin to understand why neither of us are going to get a bid or why the Sun Belt really is not a two-bid league right now. Because... James Madison's net rank right now is 61. Ours is 73. Mm-hmm. The next closest is Louisiana at 139. So what are you saying, Parker? I am saying that the Sun Belt is a very, very <laughs> bad basketball league. <laughs> yes. Tragically. And, and that just means for us in JMU, going down the stretch, our only you know real good RPI games left are going to be against each other. Right. Neither team can afford any losses, we're, basically. We're really the only Q1 team the other has left. So, yeah. you know, for us, that would be huge. Like, we knew playing JMU, you know, both games are going to be big. Yeah. Now, after beating them the first time, the second game is even bigger Yeah, than the first one. Just because, you know, to have that, and then we would be, if we won that, we would be... Do, 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 do. Be three and zero in Q one wins this, in Q one games. Damn, this year. that's huge. That would be massive. Yeah. Um. Wait, there is another option. Troy, sitting at first in conference, five and zero, six game win streak. They win out. Do we host them in like February? Let's see. Is there a world where Troy bumps up into a into a Q1? No, because they're they have no games against Q1s. But what if they beat everyone by 20? Uh point differential doesn't matter in the net ranking. Oh, fuck it. We'll yeah. just lose to them. It don't matter. <laughs> uh I think RPI might do that when net ranking just looks at how good the, the person you beat was where you beat them on the road neutral home and yeah then when is a loss it doesn't point you could lose by 100 it would you would oh move so it up that's why jmu moved up after we beat them yes because they gained a q1 or q yeah it was q1 or a q2 loss a quality loss right like i don't <laughs> i don't really care what the game looks like um but we've got troy we don't play them again 
Phew. If we see no, that's worse. That means that if we see Troy again, it would be in the conference tournament, oh, which I would like less. No, I would rather to have another game against Troy later on to like kick their ass or something. Yeah, really put them back in their place. But oh, no, we'd have man. to do it in the Sun Belt Conference tournament. You're so right, dude. But going down the stretch for us, I mean, it looks things look easy. Not we on have wood. four home games in a row. So we got two week homestand, right? We two got week Georgia homestand. State and then Coastal again. Coastal, right? And then we get Georgia Southern on a Thursday night. And then big old JMU game. I'll be there. Cone Matriarch and I will be at that game. We're now that'll to- be interesting because it's kind of like the same setup where we got, you know, an easy game against Coastal, then we played JMU. Right. It'll be the same thing. Thursday we'll play the god awful Georgia Southern team. In a rivalry game. In a rivalry game. What- Sponsored by New River Light and Power. Oh. And Can you feel? Then we will face James Madison in the annual Window World game. Wait, that's the wrong power company I just referenced. Can, Can you, you feel, feel the energy? energy? Who is that? Isn't that uh is that Blue Ridge Energy? That might be. Uh, they, they, they're all the same. It's power, it's electricity. Well, yeah, um it all comes from the so, same place. So the Georgia Southern game at home is sponsored by New River Light and Power. The coastal game is Blue Ridge Energy. Wow. They allowed sponsorships that That's close? <laughs> Damn. I wonder if they had a fight for the Thursday and Saturday slots. Right, right. There was like a couple hundred extra dollars thrown in there somewhere. Now, we also need to mention this too. Oh. Um, real App State basketball diehards at home might be saying, well, but Enjoyers. wait. yeah. Wait, we could have another quality game coming up because of the Sunbelt Mac Challenge. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Okay, which let's is, talk about this. Which yeah. is correct. The Sunbelt Mac Challenge, um, they will be announcing the matchups for that later this month. For those of you that don't know, um, the Sunbelt and Mac kind of got together. They made a scheduling made a agreement. So everybody will play one non-conference game at the beginning of the year. So we played NIU, who we somehow lost to. And then later on, they'll look at the net rankings. And in an attempt to boost everybody's net rankings... They'll match up teams based on where everybody's at. Now, the problem with that is <laughs> the Mac is also not very good right now. <laughs> it's a mid-off. So if the season, <laughs> if we got the matchups announced today, we would be playing number 137 in the net, Toledo. Toledo, who was second in conference, 10-6 and six overall, 4-0 in the Mac. And uh, your point to Northern Illinois. Uh, you mentioned how do we lose to them. Well, Parker, it was an away game early season. We're still building the chemistry. It's an excusable loss until right. you realize that they are 6-10 and 10 overall, 0-4 in conference on a six-game losing streak. And 260th in the net ranking. Yeah, so that's a bad <laughs> like loss. Like, we're 71 right, or 73 right now. They are 260. We that were that one, does not look good. We were one of, so let's try to do some math here. So right. they're on a six-game losing streak. They're 6-10. and 10. 0-4 in conference. So the last, what, three or four weeks, they haven't won a game? Is yeah, that, that, yeah that, that does that does work so right. So I guess they just started hot. <laughs> they our, were clicking. Our best chance to get – Akron is the number one. They're the leader right now in the mm-hmm. MAC. They're sitting at 89, overall. which would be a good – that would be a good RPI game for us. Yeah. The only way we would get them – is if somehow, I don't know, they have not said when they're announcing these matchups. Right. But by the time they announce them, if JMU, if falls, JMU more? falls more, or we just naturally overtake them. Uh, I feel like JMU falling is more would like. kind of suck because 
I'd ra- I don't know. I'd rather them see, be good. See, right now you run into the problem of college basketball right here. Yeah. You want the quality. You want your uh, anyone that you have beaten to be really, really good. Yeah. And also anyone you have lost to to also be really, really good. Right. So. And both games will be at home. Whether it's Akron, Toledo, JMU, right? You know we're, we are playing JMU again. Um, There's no way that they won't announce it before we play James Madison on January 27th. They would not. When wait is that the long. game? Um, it would be February 10th. So they're not going. They're not going to wait till January 27th to announce. So there's that. still some time to. There's still some time. To they see might this stuff play out. They might go through the next week and see what happens after. Well, see, I feel like it could go longer logistically. I imagine that part of the partnership is that the host school, so like App probably has a, a hotel hold somewhere for whatever right, team. Right. You still have so, to worry about like flights. I mean, Boone is not an easy place to get a flight into. Yeah. You don't. I, you don't really know what their travel schedule is. Going True. Into they, that. Yeah, they could be coming off like a long road trip themselves. Right. Although the MAC is pretty close together regionally my unless you're coming from buffalo yeah yeah you could be coming from buffalo <laughs> True. um the, the mac it's weird they're like built in little packs yeah uh so really i mean app needs to beat jmu again i think this is all just a great highlight of yeah we have to beat james madison that second time yeah um, I, I think at this point uh i think because we also the at-large bid is extremely unlikely, so we're not worried about that. So what we're worried about is if we win the tournament, what is our seeding going to be? Mm-hmm. We should be shooting for that 12 seed. 12 or higher. I mean, if we get a one seed, great. You know, oh. <laughs> 12 or higher, right? Typically, I think the Sun Belt lands around 15, 14. I think Georgia State, were they like 13 when they beat Baylor? Yeah. I, I wonder what the highest... Sunbelt of like the modern Sunbelt. Right. The thing that would help us the most right now in that seeding argument is Auburn being hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn if being Auburn really, really like good. the SEC or they finished top right. 10. Right. I mean, they're 13 in AP with the chance to keep going higher. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how this all plays out this year. I mean, I think this is the, First App State team that I really feel confident about going oh, yeah. into the conference tournament. Like, yeah, I'm going in the conference tournament, and anything less than making the championship game, I would probably feel very disappointed at. At, at this point, at of this the point season, today, yes. right now, January fifteenth, I I would be disappointed if we were not in the championship game. Yeah, unless somehow we got seated in a way where we played James Madison earlier or Troy. No, I, I'd be <laughs> I'd be I'd be really mad if we lost to Troy. <laughs> In the first round of the conference Mad tournament. Mad but unsurprised, right? <laughs> I don't even know at this point, dude. I think at this point, because this part of the whole conversation we're having is that we just cannot afford losses. The thing is, we're going to lose again at some point this season. We're not going to finish, what, like 26-4, and 30-4? I don't right. know what, what it would end it, up it being. Would, yeah, it would be about... We're not going to win out. We're not going to go on a fucking 20-game win streak, right? But we have to... If we're going to lose, it's got to be against the best teams in the Sun Belt. We can't go to Southern Miss and, and lose like another team did. We can't go to Monroe. We can't go to... It's good uh, because we don't travel to either of those places. Perfect. perfect. But if we are going to lose, we need to lose on the road. Yes. 
We cannot yeah. lose in the home center, we, which is an even if you needed a reason to be at the home center yeah. and to plan your trip to the home center. We need to win at home. We need to have a good home court advantage and not drop games in homes. Yeah, yeah. and like we're not gonna Which win out. But like, if we could go undefeated at home this right. season, I mean, yeah, we're sitting at six and zero at home right now. I mean, what's the, what's the closest home game we've played so far? Probably Auburn. Yes, Auburn. Oh my God, by far. Yeah, yeah, by far the closest home game we've had. The next closest was UL, and we beat by twelve. Ah, yeah. So. <laughs> That that's huge for us. I mean, looking at the road trips we've got at Georgia State, at Georgia Southern, at Texas State. The ghost of Danny Caspar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're 241, right? Georgia State's Man. the best of that. But how they have fallen since Danny's passing. Yeah, Georgia State is the best. I don't, th- I don't think he's conf- actually I don't think he's actually dead. Just to put He was just there. very racist and got fired. <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly. Um, <laughs> yeah, Georgia State's the best RPI or net ranked team in conference that we still have to go on the road to. Okay. Followed by we'll we'll just win that game. Marshall. We'll just win that one too. Easy. I mean, and that's the thing is like, there is a chance we finish with a really, really good record here because looking at the schools that are good and the schools that aren't in the Sun Belt, I mean, we play a lot of the bad ones. Yes. We have two games in our last four against Old Dominion. Thank God. Whose coach has, due to taking health reasons, yeah, he is he is taking a leave for the rest of the season. Um, Arkansas State's sitting at right about 200 in the net. You know who else took a leave the rest of the season? Uh, Coastal's fans? No. Well, yes. <laughs> the, the Georgia Southern player who is now going to China. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Georgia Southern. Um, <laughs> Georgia like Southern. Like this week posted an unbelievable conference record or non-conference record of uh oh and 12 yes and then they came back and they won their first conference game which oh, was they're all on fire kind of huge and they've had a couple players that have been out due to injury missed some time uh and as soon as things are looking up one of their best players has immediately signed a deal to play in china yeah uh, I've never seen this. A mid-season uh, departure from the program to go play professionally overseas. Yes. Carlos Curry. Shout out. Carlos. Uh, has inked a professional deal with the Ningbo Rockets. Ni hao. Ni- Guangdong Tigers. Uh, spent three seasons as an Eagle. Appeared in 17 games. Started 37. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, they lost a starter. Yeah. Man, Georgia Southern on the cutting edge. Always changing it up. Always doing something new. Wow. Last season, this I'm reading this straight from the announcement of... Straight from, from the horse's mouth. Last season, Curry had one of the best games over the last 15 years, comma, scoring 30 points on 13 of 15 shooting and grabbing 15 rebounds against Oglethorpe. Oh. I just like the... <laughs> Curry had one of the best games over the last 13 years. Best games of In what? In the country. Of... Georgia Southern basketball, which in that case, I mean, 30 and 15 is right. good, but Sunbelt of Division One, best game ever. No one ever. has ever. This is like we're we're talking wilt numbers. Y- yes, best in not even just college basketball, all basketball <laughs> ever. Wilt's hundred point game has nothing on Curry's 13 of 15, 30, 30 and 15 night against Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe, a valiant a effort from Oglethorpe. That they just couldn't stop him. <laughs> so uh, and that's what got their attention. They wanted to bring him overseas. 
I don't know. It it's a very odd thing to have a player leave midseason. My, I'd say so. My only guess is that you know with the new semester coming in, he was he might have been on like an academic ineligibility list, and he was yeah. just gonna. Yeah, I'm out. Nihau, nihau, nihau. No, it, it is hysterical to poke fun at Georgia Southern season because it, it's just mind numbing how crazy it is, and yeah. it all started with. And I remember memeing on it. October 20th, they lost an exhibition game to a school called Augusta. Yeah. Who is maybe NAIA? Yeah. Maybe. You know, there's they're lo- maybe club. There's a couple good teams in here, but there's also some bad teams. Like, they lose to Georgia Tech. Okay. Then they lose to Eastern Michigan. And Kennesaw State and ECU. Something called Yo, Northeastern. Eastern Michigan in... Seventh place in the MAC now. Seventh place in the MAC. Let's not scoff at that. Blown out by Michigan State. Lose to Jacksonville. They lose by twenty to Tennessee. Man, I mean it's it's all over the place. And then they beat Southern Miss, who then Southern Miss. I'm pretty sure in like their next game beat James Madison. I think so. Which is just a crazy span for Southern Miss. I'm Maybe kinda, a week apart. I'm still very close together. I, I'm glad we don't have to play them in conference play because they're, they're a little too chaotic for me. Yeah. I don't want to play a team that, <laughs> that lost to Southern but then beat JMU. <laughs> I don't... There's something about that I don't like. I do want to give some... Uh, just some quick shout-outs to specific players in the JMU game. Um, Justin Abson, really great game. Just, um, you can do that in any game. Any game, you can say right. Justin Abson shout-out. The dude uh, is, is... Big on rebounds. Unbelievable. I think three... I think four blocks? And, and not, like... There's some people who, like, get blocks in games in college basketball, and it's a lot of, like, kind of cherry-picking off the glass. Justin Abson he just has, like, at least two or three, like, oh, my God, blocks every, every single game. game. Yeah, it's crazy how high he can he can get up there to block. And he's starting to get a little bit of confidence under him. Yeah, he didn't already have it because yeah. early in the game, we had someone had a nice assist to Abson. He puts it up for two, and he's running back and he hits that too short. He puts his yeah. hand down. He's never he's acting totally different, right? Mm-hmm. He gets that that cardinal Man. deal yeah. and he starts acting Hollywood, right? Right. Right. Uh, he is. I have loved watching him. Uh, well, again, this may not be Justin Abson. This could be evil Justin Abson, Justin <laughs> Abson. Right. This could be his evil twin because we don't we don't have confirmation. Uh, but I have loved loved watching him develop. Um, he is. I I feel so confident and safe when he is on the court. Yes. I feel. Yeah. I'm like all is well. <laughs> Justin yeah. Abson is out there. Trayvon Spillers is continuing to have just a phenomenal run. Is seeming to be one of the greatest, uh, uh, like JUCO or transfer pickups that Kearns has had. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I also think of like Michael Amonesi. Uh, that's the only other one I could think of that. that um, would but be just close. ones that like just the fact that of everyone that's in the transfer portal, everyone that's eligible to, to be picked up, to be able to spot him out of a crowd and know that he's going to fit into the system seamlessly. Right. It's a phenomenal job. It's similar to the credit we have to give our football program for finding Joey Aguilar and bringing him over, right? right. Just knowing this right. kid's going to fit. Uh, Miles Tate clutched the fuck up against yep. that against yep. JMU. Uh, clutch free throws. I know we had given him uh, some shit uh, one or two episodes ago about free throws. He listened, and he hit them free throws, and he said, 
fuck the Gold Room podcast. He put his no, I mean fingers up. Miles Tate is just such an. When we talked about it before the season started, you know, bringing a guy in from a school like Butler, he's yep. used to big environments. He's used to big games against big schools. I mean, it, it's paying off. Yeah. Um, huge layup, like twisting and turning over the shoulder, layup right, high off the right. glass. Clutch free throws. Um, and, and you need kind of a spark guy like that that can yeah. come in, you know, especially with how we are prone to scoring droughts. It mm-hmm. happens. You can have a guy like Tate who can go in and create his own shot. He doesn't need a lot of set plays sometimes. You know, if it's just like we need a basket, he'll figure it out. He'll right. find a way. Yeah. Um, Donnie, of course, he's just, he's still just like the maestro of everything, making sure everyone's doing their job, keeping everything smooth, calm, collected, um, still put up numbers. So, I mean, that's what we expected. He's been here for eight years, right? So that's that's what Donnie does. Um, and I was just thinking too, um, if we go back to, to the Natty, the national tournament, how many players would be going twice? Be Donnie and X... Donovan CJ. X, CJ was on that roster. That'd be it. That's it. it. That's it. Bryant? And, yeah, BG. The, yeah. the mayor? The, yeah. And then they would become the first Mountaineers to go to, to two ever tournaments. ever be in two tournaments. As that's huge. That's, yeah, that's such a testament to the foundation that they've laid as right, players. And right. then you start thinking about people before them. Justin Forrest, Shabazz, Isaac Johnson, those type of players that – like we're just starting to get the ball rolling in that right, direction. Right. Was Terrence wasn't there. Terrence, Terrence and Mantis, Mantis were freshmen the next year. Yeah. Next year. It. Yep. Yep. So it's just them. Yeah. So um, I mean that would be incredible too. And also, Will, something mm. you know, I this knock on wood, because it's weird to talk about the NCAA tournament and App State men's basketball is something to look forward to. Right. As like <laughs> A possibility of something yeah. that's not like a five percent chance of making yeah. it, you know. Um, based on seating, there are some interesting spots we can go to. Um, both Memphis and Charlotte are tournament sites this year. Oh, first and second round. What about the third, fourth, and uh, championship? <laughs> I don't know that off the top of my head. <laughs> that's important knowledge for absolute I basketball. I only know the ones that I work at. <laughs> That's huge. Okay, so that would be great. Like people, people will be able to go to those, right? As opposed to Indianapolis, right? That'd uh, be sick. And that's that's what's so sad about the the weird year that we made the tournament is yeah. that they played the entire tournament in twenty one in Indy. Yeah. So it kind of took away that regional site kind of feeling that yeah. that it can have. And to think, COVID was even real. Even the West options this year aren't as bad as they could be. It's uh, Salt Lake City and Spokane are the farthest west they go. Oh. So no cool. no San Francisco, no San Diego, California, yeah. whatever. It's a lot of northeast and then Memphis and Charlotte. There's nothing farther south. Phew. Well, I hope they don't try to get another fake COVID outbreak going. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just trying to wake our viewers, listeners up to the truth. Are you red pilling? Those ranking believers. <laughs> they know the truth. <laughs> they've been studying it in their octagonal ufo <laughs> you know that octagon i saw some one that looked just like it in wuhan oh heard it here Damn. first wuhan octagon a quick ufo reference uh we went to the charlotte checkers game 
that was outdoors over this weekend at yeah. the uh, Charlotte Knight Stadium. And during the intro, they had like four stump planes with like sparklers yeah. fly over. The local news reported that they got a bunch of calls of people reporting UFOs because of that. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. They were very clearly planes. Not to the people that thought they were UFOs, Parker. Not clearly enough. Hmm. Yeah. So all this UFO talk, hmm. I'm just saying, and they were just the aliens were just in Miami. Yes, if you heard. Yeah, we did. If that. You, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the news. Yeah, I know the gold heads are are knowledgeable and, and informed, right? <laughs> <laughs> None been, of this is new. They've been gold pilled. They've been gold pilled. That's right. Uh, yeah, they were eight foot, eight feet tall, running amok in the mall, uh, stealing earrings from Claire's. You know, if I was an alien, I'd take some Claire's earrings. <laughs> honestly rare metals honestly in those things honestly shout out to us for making it through college with neither of us getting our ears pierced at one point that's that's pretty big for us yeah we made it through and you'd certainly be the more susceptible than than out of the two of us you know i was gonna openly admit to but yes i was i was very good point i was in a lot of spaces to where i could have ended up with not even a nose or a a nose ring i was yeah i was close a couple of times to that i feel like the nose ring would have been the most likely for you and to be fair i could i would have rocked it i would have rocked it oh yeah yeah it would have looked good we can there's still time no 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 too old now (laughs) too old now you have to do that when you're like 20 to 23 hey gold heads listen up done with that if we get five gold heads to tweet us the word Claire's. No, it's not happening. Parker. No, it's not. Cohen Forster has agreed. No, I haven't. To get his nose pierced at Claire's. No, I haven't. While recording an episode of The Gold Room. First podcast to ever do this. Why would we not set something higher than that? Six. Six Claire's. How do do people. Parker's in. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you tuning in each and every single week. We're not even sponsored by Claire's. State basketball. We've got a two week homestand. I'll be at that JMU home game. Hope I'm to see everyone there. I'm not getting my nose pierced. Red Panda performing at halftime uh, this Wednesday against Georgia State. Big, big deal to have Red Panda coming through to the high country. So uh, we appreciate everyone. You guys have a, a great rest of your day. Thank you so Don't much. Don't tweet at us.